As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Come on, come on, come on, quiet, quiet, stop barking, all right? Gee whiz, you know, some of us have to work in the morning, come on. God damn it. Hey, hey, zip it, zip it. I don't want to hear any more barking from you, you understand me? No more! Gee whiz! All these people want dogs, but they don't want to take care of them, and then I have to hear it! Just find your breath, go back to sleep, and everything's gonna be all right. That little... All right. That... Does it? Shut up, dog! Shut up! Shut the hell up! <laughs> In the words of Alex Rogers. Episode 12, It's Worth Being Weird. Hello? Hello, who is it? Well, it's you. Come on in. Why don't you scrape that shit off your shoe before you track it in the house? Well, my friends, welcome back to another fun-filled shenanigan-tastic time. 
This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. Yes, indeed, we are now. We are here. We are here and now. And, uh, well, I <laughs> hope you all enjoyed that little cold open there with them dogs. Actually, I, I must give credit where credit's due. Uh, that little bit would not have been possible without my good friend Fernando Ramirez. A salute to you, sir. When we lived together, uh, my buddy Fernando, uh, well, the both of us had become sick to death of this neighbor dog that just would not stop yapping. And my buddy Fernando one day just absolutely had had enough. And he... <laughs> He opened our kitchen window and he yelled at them dogs, just, just, you know, the whole, like what you heard earlier, that shut up, shut up, shut the hell up. And then just all we got in response was a, an ocean, an avalanche, an explosion of canine rebuttal. <laughs> so hope you all had a little fun with that. Hope you guys are enjoying all these little silly cold opens that I whipped together before the show. They're like James Bond openings, or at least the classic James Bond, meaning they have nothing to do with the rest of the program. There's a little something to whet the whistle. Uh, it's, it, it cracks me up how so many people, especially where I live, I live on the west side of L.A., you tell anyone, oh, I'm sorry, there's no dogs allowed in here. Oh, you'll get shut down. You do not tell me and my dog did not come in. This is my daughter. It's not just a dog. This is family. Can we just, can we stop pretending that animals are exactly like us? And trust me, I love me some animals. Dude, I've cried over goldfish of mine that have died. And yes, during adult years. So I care about animals. I really do. But I also am not about to make my fish into my sons. I'm not about to make one of my dogs into my daughters. All right? They're part of the family. They're still animals. Don't get mad at humans for not referring to them as your perfect child. Anyway, enough of this nonsense, enough of this complaining. We're going to try a little something right here, folks, and this may be a, a fun idea, or <laughs> we're about to unleash a bunch of nonsense. But I just got off of work, and uh, I've been good all day. I, I, I used to smoke before and during work when I worked in a dispensary. Nowadays, folks, eh, been there, done that, and quite honestly, the idea, just the idea, idea of being baked in a grocery store and dealing with everyone's nonsense uh-uh talk about killing your high so we are back i've got a packed bowl right here if you at home or out there or somewhere safe uh want to smoke uh along with me please go ahead if it ain't your thing uh and you and you're feeling a little judgy i suggest you take a time travel machine back to mm, 1950 and you'll do quite well there and, uh, yeah, otherwise, relax, this is just an herb exchange that I'm about to make betwixt the plant and my lungs and my whole nervous system. Momentito amaguito.
Oh, well, that was just lovely. Thank you for your patience hearing me just kind of, you know, go through a little inhale, exhale right here. And man, so good to uh, get out the other side of COVID, by the way. I just want to take a moment. First of all, you know, I knew that I was catching COVID. I'm about to call it Hovid. Hey, Hovid! The fuck you call me? No, um, COVID, uh, I knew I had it when I was trying to smoke weed and I was coughing like it had like it was my first time. Like, where the hell did my lungs become re-virginized? What happened? Well, you caught a new disease is what happens, son. So, <clears throat> now that we're out of that nonsense, I just want to thank all of y'all who checked up on me during that time. I realized in the last episode, I just kind of went, as I usually do, on a bunch of tangents, sort of about the main point, but I don't feel like I really uh, properly thanked um, those who've been, uh, who had and, and continue to reach out to me. And I'm blessed to say that that is many of you, and because I just smoked right now, I don't dare try to list the names because I know I'm going to forget somebody. So to, uh, to my fans, to my constituents... To my fellow Americans who reached out to me, I want to say thank you. I don't know why I suddenly became W. Rarely is the question asked, is our children learning? Yeah, no, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for, uh, for, to my family, to my friends, to my fans, to everybody. Um, it's been really, really good. And, uh, and by the way, when I say my fans, I'm talking about three of you. So anyone there going, oh, your fans, don't worry. I still got lots of time before I can really earn that word. So, you know. However, boy, oh boy, um, it's good to be alive. And I have been catching myself complaining a lot about this, that, and the other thing. And, um, and you know what's really interesting? I forget if I mentioned this or not in the last episode when I talked about covid but during the thick of it, I didn't feel much um, anger, nor even much fear. Leading up to it, I was full of both of those. And sure enough, after it, I'm full of both of those. But during that time, when I was really like just laid up in bed, I couldn't, if I tried, blame anybody. And they say that you often become humbled when you go through something. And again, let me reiterate, the version of COVID that I received was incredibly manageable. I'm a very lucky boy. Uh, compared to the horror stories that we hear globally, um, you know, I, I had a pretty, pretty good version of this horror show. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. Boy, that was a nice hit, by the way. That was a really good hit. See, this is interesting. One, uh, one really can't get past a few minutes before one realizes that Madame Marijuanas is taking them for a stroll. You know, if anyone out there listening has never smoked weed, totally cool. I do not judge. Anyone out there who always smokes weed, totally cool. I don't judge. I just think she's wonderful when you're ready for her. Because she's always ready for us. She just is ready. 
the readiness is all. Some exciting news to also let you all know. There is a trailer out for Debbie and the Devil. Uh, If you're just tuning in now, Debbie and the Devil is the first feature film brought to you by Wild 7. And Wild 7 is the production company that I'm a part of, that this podcast orbits around. And uh, thanks to Wild 7, a lot of cool shit goes down. Not the least of which, its first feature film, written and directed by Mr. Nas Red. You've heard his voice. He's come on this show before. He definitely gave me the proper send-off sale. That's S-A-I-L, not cha-ching! That'll be 69 cents. And Mr. Nas Red and the whole team have released an official trailer for the movie. You can find the link to that YouTubeage. Uh, yeah, it's a YouTube video. You can look at the bottom of this uh, page on whatever streaming audio service you're using. Uh, you'll find the info there. You can also uh, find more information. Uh, <laughs> hey, Alex, uh, did you ever consider that smoking weed during the show might trip up your words a bit? I did, but I didn't think it would happen this soon. But yes, do check out that trailer. You, Like I was trying to say earlier, you can find it at the bottom of this page, and also uh, you can find it on uh, the Wild 7 site. Uh, God damn, I sound like such an old man. I'm still learning this Instagram stuff. If you go to the IG and you go to at Wild 7 Studios, you can find out more. But do check it out, guys. Uh, it gives you a really good idea of what you're in for. Um... This is a horror film, but it ain't any kind of horror that you've seen. Now, next on the agenda, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Bruce Lee. Do you guys know anything about Bruce Lee? Some of you may have seen his movies. Some of you may even just kind of know him by a t-shirt. Everyone has a general sense. If I say to you, what the then, you know, you either thought, A, okay, now he's really lost it, or B, uh, yeah, that's that kung fu guy, right? To which I would say, well, close, but he's really that Jeet Kune Do kind of guy. And what does that mean for any of you who are going, huh? Well, Bruce Lee was a martial artist who lived in the 20th century And really showed us what was up in the 1970s. And he did just a short handful of amazing films that really showcased his Olympian abilities to do a form of martial arts that he himself would call form without form. Technique of no technique. And I'm starting to understand what that means as I read his book. He did, he did leave these notes behind. He tragically died very young. Bruce Lee died at 32. I'm 37 now. It's a trip when you start to grow older than your heroes. When I was a younger man a decade ago, I realized once I was older than 27, I was officially older than Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, 
Brian Jones, Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. And now I'm older than Bruce Lee. And that, that just blows my mind because the first time I ever saw Bruce Lee, obviously never in person, alas, but I saw Enter the Dragon when I was 10 years old at my grandmother's house. And this was the same grandmother where I, I happened to catch a lot of films on the TV at her place that were just there. They were playing on TV and, and, and I'd seen Alien for the first time at her place. And I also saw Enter the Dragon for the first time. That movie, I think, changed my life when I was 10 years old. If you haven't seen Enter the Dragon, go throw yourself off a cliff. No, I'm kidding. I'm Please don't do that. <laughs> don't you hate when people go, you haven't seen that? Oh my God, stop everything that you're doing. You have to go home right now and you have to go see Hebedebedebede because if you haven't seen Hebedebedebede, you haven't lived. No, I'm just saying I love me some Enter the Dragon. And um, if you like action, if you like philosophy, if you like a kick-ass 70s soundtrack by Lalo Schifrin, if you enjoy uh, an interracial cast of heroes who go into a tournament of martial arts and kick some major ass and take down a heroin syndicate on a remote island, then you need to sign up for Enter the Dragon. Um, one of my favorite things about it, too, is it's the only film of Bruce Lee's where he speaks English and we hear his voice not dubbed by somebody else. Even in Hong Kong, usually somebody else dubbed his voice because I believe back in the day they did a lot of audio after the fact. Um, so when they did that ADR, it was some other actor. In Enter the Dragon, you're hearing his voice how he speaks his philosophy and man he just has a way of speaking that from the start when i and and not just speaking moving when i was 10 and i saw this man this incredible athlete this dancer bruce lee move. I wanted to move like that. You know when you're a kid and you spend a lot of your time kind of flopping onto couches and onto rugs and onto beds and just kind of bleh, just kind of throw yourself around all I mean it's fun cuz you know you're 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 a kid kid, but when you get a little bit older, you start to think about, wait a second, how am I carrying myself? And I just remember watching how Bruce Lee not just the way he kicked and punched, but how he would move cat-like silently, almost with a kind of respect for the very earth he walked upon. Man, I started doing it myself. And just the idea of being able to take on enemies with your own expression of self, because that's what Bruce Lee was all about. And... There's a lot of speculation as to how he was uh, 
See, I'm, I'm about to say what I truly believe. I think he was killed. 32 years old at the peak of your physique, of your hard training. I, I don't buy it that you just suddenly... The, the story is, is that he had an overdose... Or that he, he took aspirin and had an allergic reaction and went into a coma. I don't know, man. I mean, mind you, it's what we do. We don't want to see our heroes go out so unceremoniously like that. It could have happened, but um, this was a man of self-expression in a world where both East and West demand of you to fall in and not get too creative, and he dared to do that. He dared to do what a lot of us know in our hearts, to move at the beat of thy own drum and to sing at the timbre of your own instrument. As I've been reading Bruce Lee, as I've been watching Bruce Lee, having this Bruce Lee renaissance, or as our English friends would say, renaissance, and actually, I guess they're not that incorrect because probably it's a French word. Not probably, Alex, let's be definite. Yes, it's a definite French word, and probably, definitely, the French say renaissance. Très bien. Okay, thanks, Alex. You've proved nothing except that you have a slight handle of language, and some of us find that to be pretentious and jerky. All right, all right, you got it, you got it. Let, let, let's keep the point moving here. But this Bruce Lee renaissance has been um, reminding me of how great it fucking feels to be yourself. There, I said it. I said the sinful thing. Being one's self, uninhibited and full, while also empty because thy cup runneth over. Now, I'm not just only doing stoned ramblings right now, although the cannabis certainly does help these thoughts. And actually, let me amend that word thought. As I've been reading Bruce Lee, he's been reminding me that experience is what's happening right now. Thought can only be derived from the source of memory, which is fine, but if we want to deal with what's happening right now in front of us, experience will serve us. And not past experience, I'm talking about right now, as you become alive and respond to exactly what is there. I think that's what he's getting at with his writing. Mind you, I'm still reading it, and I'm still absorbing it. And I'm just one person. What the hell do I know? I just do a bunch of wacky voices, but I'm also, my friends, seeking some truth in this world. And I don't know what that looks like, but I do know sometimes what it feels like. And for me, it's what I said earlier. It's that feeling of, ah, this is me. C'est moi. Yo soy el hombre aquí. This is... For me, I like when I have gathered the kindling of my teachers, of my past, of my influences, the best of what my parents have given me, the best of what my teachers gave me the best of what strangers have taught me. And then that is your propulsion into you, my friends. You. And you. And you, Mrs. Milligan, I haven't forgotten about you. 
but all of you. I think daily there's something that's always telling us, no, you need to be like everybody else. You need to stop thinking for yourself and you need to just get dumber and dumber because look around you. You'll fit in just fine. No. I I was going to say, I challenge you, my friends. Or even, I invite you, my friends. I don't know. I can't think of the verb of what I want to tell you guys right now. But I will say this. Maybe I can say it, actually, as a question. Can we be our own best selves in a world that daily psychs us out and demands of us to be not who we are. Now, I must admit at this stage of my ramble, uh, I don't know how many people I've left behind, let alone myself. I definitely am always leaving myself behind in my reasoning. So (laughs) let me just kind of hold on. Let's uh let's think about how we can maybe connect these these wild ideas to what's happening in our daily moment. I guess it's kind of like this. You know when you're interacting with people throughout the day, throughout the night. Your friends, your family, your coworkers, your lovers, your uh customers that you serve, strangers that you run into. When we speak to people, we sometimes, hopefully, catch ourselves in a moment and realize that the very way we sound, the very vocabulary we're using, and how we are even treating the person in front of us is what somebody else would do. And it's not necessarily even a good or bad action of which I speak. I just mean this is something that what we're doing to other people has been taught to us by others. And I think what Bruce Lee is getting at, and dare I along with him get at it myself in my own explorations... If we only sound and behave exactly like what has been laid out before us by all of our immediate influences, we ain't going nowhere. And I think all of us desperately want to. Some of us are closer to our truth, and some of us are much farther away from our truth. And as important a concept as truth is, that very word has been beaten to death and it can sound a little pretentious. So instead of the word truth, let's just say self-expression. Whether we're expressing, whether we are observing, taking it in, I think it's good to bring the influences that serve us. I'm all about coming with, uh, you know, the, the, the tools, the gifts, and the propulsions of our roots, our background. I enter the arena honoring my teachers. I enter life honoring my parents. 
I enter the church honoring my, super, you know, whatever, my gods, my own personal sense of that which is. So, Alex, what are you getting at, dude? You've been, like, doing this real esoteric rambling, and you've barely done any, like, funny shit. So what are you kind of, like, going for here? Well, I don't know, man. I just, it, it seized me upon this moment. And as I've been getting back into Bruce Lee, that the, I think let's dare to be mysteriously murdered the way he was. <laughs> I say that facetiously. I don't want any of us to be in any danger. But let's assume that this was a man who has taught us to be yourself and maybe some people ain't gonna like that. I mean, I can think of a lot of other names who are an even bigger deal to a world-scale view who kind of did the same thing. Hey, this is a feeling of self. And then they murder that person or that person is silenced or thrown away i think we're often in fear of being punished and you know what i ain't gonna take away your uh past experiences that perhaps you can i that i can identify with you which may be that you have been suppressed by those very influences your family your teachers your friends etc but guys i think it's worth it I think it's worth being weird. It's worth being wonderful. Don't just repeat every pop culture thing. Don't speak in memes only. Don't become a hashtag. There's something happening inside of you. It's so damn good. And guess what? I'm still figuring out mine. For me, just speaking for myself, when I shift into my voices, that's not just some little... (laughs) It's not a problem, and it's not some flaunty talent. Hell, you know what? It might be both of those. Why not? Let's say it's both of those and many more. You know what it also is? For me, it's how I keep one aspect of life always fresh, trying it out, new flavors, new colors. I hope that whatever you do today, tomorrow, days to come, whatever you like, I hope you do more of it. I hope whatever you don't like, I don't want to be all preachy and say, I hope you don't do that. No, but like when you do something and it doesn't feel good, I hope you think about it and I hope you do a little self-love. I've been struggling, guys, with some forgiveness for myself that said i'm working on that part of the mind and the body and the spirit and my feelings about bruce lee are helping me a lot so i hope you find your heroes i hope you find your words and i hope you also can feel i hope it's safe for you to feel out there And I hope you feel vulnerable without feeling a victim. Oh boy, oh boy. I hope all that made quote-unquote sense, but I also have never been that interested in sensical things. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme.
In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, simpin' after dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.